I'ma grind until the day I win. Every day, I'ma count until the day I win. Every day, I'ma break until the day I win. Every day, I'ma hustle till the day I win. Every day I wake up and I thank God that I did this news. Every day my haters gotta pray that I always lose. So I keep God on my right shoulder. This is DC702, host of the Universe and Revival podcast. You can follow me on all my socials, Instagram, official DC702, and Twitter, official DC702. Today is the official launch date of my first book that I ever wrote. It's called Before the Music, the Documentary. In the book, I'm going to be detailing about the behind the scenes of what inspired me to make music, what inspired me to be a poet, what inspired me to just keep being creative, even when the odds was against me. I just want everybody to check it out. And I'm also going to play the audio version of the book. See you guys next episode. Chapter 1. Humble Beginnings. I was born on Monday, March 7, 1994. I wasn't born into a wealthy family or a religious family. Both my parents' family history is dysfunctional. My parents was born Francis Cleveland and Dwight Matthews. I barely knew anything about my father's side of his family, all I knew that I had older cousins. My father mostly would be incarcerated after I was born. He left me and my mom together when I was a toddler. Leading to bad choices and decisions my father would struggle with drugs. It didn't mean he was a bad person he just didn't have the help he needed to overcome his life struggles that was caused during his teenager years. My mother gave him an ultimatum would it be us as a family or would it be the drugs? Due to the circumstances he caused on his own he chosen drugs. My mom understood his decision and moved on with her life with me and my two older other siblings my sisters Kimberly and Sherika. My mom always told me that the family was happy that she gave birth to an only son. Something that she always wanted but couldn't have. She only had three kids. My mom was married to my sister Kimberly father before I was born. He died in a car accident crashing into a long bed 18-wheeler truck on the freeway coming home from Los Angeles, California with three other people in the car. He was the only person to lose his life, the others were injured. He was intoxicated while not wearing a seatbelt and his body went through the windshield. My mom and my dad were friends at the time she was grieving. She always say I was a miracle baby through God because I was born three years after her husband's death in March of 1991. She was 39 years of age when she conceived me. I was the last grandchild on both sides of my parents' last generations. Even though me and my sisters had different fathers my mom raised us to be close with love. By that time on March 9, 1995 my oldest sister Sherika gave birth to my nephew Marquail. It was the same day as her father's birthday. Me and my younger nephew had the same similar taste in clothes, toys, food and TV shows. Everyone thought we was twins because our parents made sure we did everything together the same. We thought alike and we dressed alike, we cried when we would be separated from each other. One night in 1997 my oldest sister Sherika and my mom was arguing because she wanted to move in with her boyfriend. She was paying the bills in the house and buying the food since my mom barely had any income to pay the rent and make ends meet. 
She felt she wanted to be independent out on her own so she called her boyfriend over and he started taking all her things out the room disconnecting the cable and TVs. Me and my nephew cried because that was the end in our minds, I was three years old. My mom, my sister Kim and I was left in the dark without power, television and food. My mom had to sell all her bedroom furniture just for us to have food we was in the dark but we had food to eat. After many yard sales we had enough money to get the power cut back on it was us three for a long time until we eventually moved out of the apartment. Meanwhile when this was going on my uncle Randy got shot in the back in 1998. While he was walking home from gambling with a scratch off that he won. He was arguing with a few guys who wanted to rob him but he didn't give them anything. So they caused a scene in the casino. The security told them to leave so they left. They followed my uncle home. After he left he was a few blocks from my grandmother's house when the shots were heard loud. At the time my dad was incarcerated when he got the call about his brother Randy being shot dead. 1998 at age 4 was the year I broke my right arm I was at the park across the street from the apartments I was with my sister Kim who was 8 years older than me, my two older cousins Adrian and his brother Jorian. I wanted to swing on a soccer goal. It was really high up I didn't care because I was on swings and I loved the adrenaline of being high up in the air. So my sister Kim picked me up put me high up on the goal then I fell off and snapped my right arm in two places. I cried so much because the feeling was intense so my mom called paramedics they came rushed me into the emergency room. I ended up having surgery wearing a sling and cast on my arm which felt like eternity. In the same year of 1998 after my arm was all healed up. Trauma would once again knock on the door. My mom was hospitalized for having high blood pressure. We rode the bus to the doctor for her appointment checkup. The nurse was doing the normal weight check and oxygen level procedure check. The nurse assistant went into panic mode. She was calling for doctor's help saying her blood pressure was too high it needs to be lowered. My mom said she was feeling fine and that she didn't feel anything life-threatening. They got my mom into a nurse gown and laid her down on the bed. I was a toddler so I could easily see what was happening behind the curtain. I saw her laying there and I started crying I never imagined that I would ever see my mom ever that sick it really worried me. I started crying immediately. The nurses couldn't quiet me down they kept telling me everything was going to be fine I didn't believe them. They rushed my mom off in the ambulance and my older cousin had to take me to my grandmother house on my mom's side of the family. From the quick care until my sisters came and got me. I spent all day at my grandma house watching TV and looking out the window. She told me your mom will be fine sit down in the chair and behave myself. At the time my grandfather was sickly in his last days no one was allowed to see him before he would eventually pass away the summer of 1999. My sisters picked me up from my grandma house and we all walked back home it was down the street from where we lived. I spent the night at my older sister boyfriend house until the morning when someone could bring my mom back home. When me and my sister Kim got dropped off, I ran upstairs to the apartment opened the door and gave my mom the biggest hug because I missed her and I loved her. I was glad that she was doing well and feeling better.
A year later in 1999 after my uncle death my grandmother passed away from cancer after she retired she was in her 60s. I was 5 years old when she transitioned. I wish I could have talked to her more and wished she lived long enough for me to have a clear memory of her. None of my dad family members never lived long enough to reach their 60s and 70s only my grandmother. On May 3, 1999 my second nephew Javion was born. Having the same birthday as my grandmother who recently passed away a month before made the connection even stronger. My oldest sister and my mom eventually made connection again and mended old issues that needed resolving. I saw my nephew Javion for the first time he was a baby in the car seat. I was thinking wow I wonder what it's gonna be like having my sisters chase us all through the house as we got older it was a laughable moment in my mind. In August of 1999 I started kindergarten at an elementary school called Sunrise Acres. I didn't know what school was I never heard of it before. I begged my mom not to let me go and let me stay home. I was afraid to make new friends because my nephew Marquail and I was so close. She said son you will have the chance to be around other kids not only just your mom and sisters nothing is going on here. On the first day of school I met some kids my age named Raymond, Luke, Keanu and Omar. Me and Raymond was the closest, we had the same kindergarten teacher. We would meet up every day at the playground at noon that's when I had to be in the classroom. His mom and my mom always talked they was down to earth with each other they also went on field trips together. Raymond was Caucasian, back then I didn't know much about race or racism. I just seen him as a regular person. We remained close friends until first grade after we both graduated from kindergarten in the year of 2000. We both moved away and changed schools never seeing each other again. Chapter 2. Poverty Blues. Most would define poverty to a village or a zoo. Poverty properties here in the United States is not nearly what others say that's like third world country poverty. The justice system and the government system determines on how much debt we go in and the lack of extended opportunities we have. Majority of celebrities grew to stardom from a situation in a place where they was uncomfortable in. Some stay behind to visit because that's all they know, nothing changes. I always had a work hard ambition mentality to be a leading example of sometimes you always can't keep judging a book by its cover. No one was going to hand me anything anytime I wanted it. Entitlement is a lazy hard man work ethic that means someone who want everything handed to them without showing any action behind their plan. There are different guidelines and rules that are adaptable which include living in fear, being afraid of walking outside looking over their shoulder because they never know when gunshots could ring out or someone could jump them from behind. The fear of being surrounded by gangs and robbers has to be weakened by faith and courage. Fear and faith can't live in the same mind like mortgage payments. I was six years old in 2000 when my mom put in a housing application for us to move. I was really young to realize that we going through a public housing system. We couldn't afford the rent in the regular apartment complex so we had to settle for an uncomfortable environment. My mom had a friend named Denise we helped her move to a her new apartment that she got through housing authority. The neighborhood was familiar to my mom because she grew up there when she was a kid and where she spent most of her life. 
The surroundings was different then in that time times wasn't so harsh and chaotic. My oldest sister and her boyfriend helped us moved after we seen the apartment it was a struggle to view the place we didn't have a car or bus change. Someone walking the street gave us bus tokens to ride the bus. After I switched schools I didn't know what to expect. Meeting new friends isn't always easy it's like learning everything all over again as a repeat. One of my aunts was asking my mom why did she move us me and my sister Kim back in the same neighborhood that they had hard times in. My mom knew half of the community because the same people who she knew was still there roaming around being a busy body, begging for change. We walked to closed stores and rode the bus everywhere, we was down the street from a public library a park and a hangout place where we could swim. The summers were really hot the temperatures would be between 117 degrees and 121 degrees degrees outside it would be cooler outside at night. I struggled with acid reflex and heartburn I threw up a lot when it was really hot. Both my nephews would spend the night they would have a lot of nose bleeds that wouldn't stop. We had an inside attic downstairs next to the bathroom it would be so hot in there. It used to be filled with spiders and crickets I was terrified to open the door as a kid. This was the house I would spend seven years of my life in until I became a teenager then we would move. My first day at the new school was quite surprising. It was across the street from my complex so I couldn't be late for school. Other kids were looking at me strange like I didn't fit in or belonged. I got adjusted really quick to my surroundings. I had an issue with a kid named D'Angelo he didn't want to share his things when the teacher asked him to do it. He would become my deep rival until 6th grade. We went to the same middle school. He always used to have beef with me we never had a fight but I always waited for the day. It never happened he lived in the same neighborhood I did. I've always been a visual learner it wasn't anything I couldn't learn. The school was public nearly all the kids in my classroom lived across the street from the school like I did. My sister Kim applied for a lot of summer jobs to keep busy while she was in high school. We even had a summer job at the boys and girls club after my first grade year was over. I almost drowned since I didn't know how to swim that summer. I usually see my nephews every school break I haven't seen them in two years. It was a long time before I seen my nephews at all, two years had flown by I was eight years old and Markwale hit a growth spurt. Javion his brother was running, walking and climbing on counters as a toddler. I struggled in school in math I had a learning disability I didn't recognize the learning disability until I was in second grade. I was picked on and laughed at because I was a special ed student. I was mostly picked on and bullied for being quiet and overweight later during my elementary years. I got sent home for fighting bullies and other kids for making negative jokes and threatening me. I would often get called a mama's boy and the bigger issue was me being short. I never backed down from any fight I was raised to always hit back no matter what. Don't stand there and take hits hit them back. My mom walked to the school every morning to explain to my teachers what was going on that didn't help. I was the only kid to go to school by myself I never had an brother. I never liked to fight I've always been a peaceful kid. I learned how to read at the library, spell better even play instruments when I was taught. 
One day my mom Kim and I were walking past a church the three gentlemen were passing out flyers spreading the word about a church opening. We told them we didn't have a place to go to church so they invited us in. A preacher by the name of Bill Thompson was the preacher at a church called Hallelujah Praise Ministries. He would end up being a mentor to me later on in my life as I grew older. He always said to me, one day you would become a preacher and you will spread the word God around like never before I have faith you. I didn't know anything about religion it was hard for me to relate to what he meant about that. He was really a good preacher on his own radio station on air as well. My mom knew his wife Annie they went to school together back in their time and she knew her family well. There was a drum set I wanted to know how to play the drums. He then asked me did I want to learn I said yes then he taught me a little as he could he was busy. That small experience gave me hope that I could play the drums when I got older. When we joined the church my sister and I did dance rehearsals. When we joined the dance team to learn about choreography we would perform live shows in one of the high schools I would later attend four years as a high school student further down in my life as well. Chapter 3. Early Inspirations my mom always played classical music, oldies music, gospel music, soul music and blues music. My sister Kim would listen to both R&B and rap. Rap music wasn't allowed in the house so my sister would sneak and listen to it. My home was diverse when it comes to different genres that's why I have a natural good blend of music tastes. Kim would play all girl group songs and boy band music on her stereo that my mom bought for her. Growing up with an older sibling who is 8 years older than me has its advantages and disadvantages. The first rap song I heard was You and Me by LL Cool J featuring Kelly Price. The song was really creative and I wanted to write poetry like that not knowing what I would say. She also played Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Usher and Ludacris just to name some. My mom kept it old school with The Temptations, The Jacksons, James Brown, Teddy Pendergrass, Al Green, Aretha Franklin, Diana Ross, Smokey Robinson Mary Mary, Kirk Franklin just to name some. I really liked Michael Jackson music it was so musical it made me dance to the melodies. I heard his music, seen his music videos and watched his performance videos, I learned his dance moves quickly it wasn't a dance step that I couldn't do. I really enjoyed Usher music as well with his singing talent abilities his Confessions album is my favorite album till this day. The album is flawless from top to bottom I really wanted to harmonize like him. When I was 9 years of age my sister worked late all the time after she graduated high school, so it would be my mom and I until she went to college for a short time. My mom met a guy named Warren he lived across the street from us. He would become friends with my mom and would let us know about what was going on in the neighborhood that we needed to know about. One day when I was 10 years of age I grabbed some of my toy pool sticks from a toy pool set I had got. I started beating on tall boxes so I could pick up a good drum rhythm I begin to beat box while beating on the box and the closet doors she didn't mind I was finding my rhythm and my talent. She encouraged me to do music in school. I learned some instruments not all of them, I didn't know how to read music notes until I went to middle school. The year of 2005 I was in middle school in the 6th grade so many things have changed. 
I was glad to finally leave the elementary worries behind me I was in a dark place. I was in a brand new school named Charles the First West before it eventually became a prep academy. I met some friends there their names was Brian Walker, Anthony Moran, Christian Rubalcaba Daniel Frederick, Marshall Washington, Jorge Palencia, Keanu who I recently was in kindergarten with, and Robert Burns. We would see each other in classes and at lunch when I thought my elementary problems was over they continued to follow me like a shadow. I was made fun of once again because of my weight but it wasn't as strong, cruel and intense. I ended up getting into two more fights back to back in the gym locker room. Two twin brothers who jumped me the odds were against me. The second fight happened after I lost against those twin brothers I won the second fight to get revenge on the first one. That's when I knew that no matter where you go there's always a bigger giant in a different disguise. I lost 45 pounds in three months I made a dedication to lose weight with my fast metabolism. No matter how difficult it was I was going to lose weight I was determined to silence those weight jokes. I haven't seen my father in nine years I wasn't sure where he was during this time. I heard he was in a car accident injuring his liver driving his ex-wife car. My aunt had passed away and someone have gave him our phone number with address so he could contact us. I did not want to speak to him there was still angered feelings that was harbored from when I was a toddler along with broken promises of him saying he would show up and he didn't. He would often disappear then come back this would be a consistent behavior until I became older. He finally showed up on Christmas day with a box of new shoes and new clothes then left, the shoes and clothes were the wrong size. During this time my sister Kim bought herself a new car with her income taxes. By this time Kanye West was starting to bubble in his own space. Late registration was released which wasn't as my favorite album by him. The way his music was with classic oldie sounds I was impressed and when I heard Gold Digger featuring Jamie Foxx. I told my sister that I wanted to make beats like him with background effects in the background I didn't know that it was called sampling. All I knew was that I wanted to do what he did it sparked multiple ideas. Chapter 4. The Unpredictable, The Memorable. 2007 is the year I became a teenager the music on the radio was really popular. I had my first real cell phone and I turned 13 years old. My voice was beginning to change I was growing into my body with puberty and I started having crushes on girls. By this time me and Daniel Frederick became best friends with a true brotherhood. He was like the brother I never had. We knew each other on a deep level. Some days my sister picked us up from school and took him home and even took us both to play video arcade games at Chuck E. Cheese. We always challenged each other in races to see who can run the furthest in a short time. I stood up for him he stood up for me we always joked around with each other a friendship bond that was unbreakable. We had P.E. together along with Robert Burns so we always got into fun trouble together. Me, Robert, Daniel and Marshall used to walk home together a lot. We jumped over fences and walls when we did. They would shoplift magazines out of a CVS store I never went inside with them they would come out the store running so fast. They got banned from the store of always walked home staying out of peer pressure. I was in 7th grade during this year it was 3 months before the school year ended it would be March. 
Kim drove me and my nephews to Prim, Nevada to ride a roller coaster called Desperado. It was fun for our early birthday present. I was in science class 1 developed a crush on a girl named Carla in the beginning of the school year. She was Hispanic and her birthday was a day before mine she was mean to me but eventually she became nice and talkative. She was in a relationship I knew who her boyfriend was so I didn't invade on any privacy. We went on a field trip to Hoover Dam I noticed her I didn't want to start with a bad vibe I kept my distance the whole day. Sometimes patience is not always the best patience and when something is in the palm of your hands, it usually falls out if you don't know how to balance it. It was spring break I participated with my church for a full week of fun spring vacation, by this time I went to a new church and was baptized as part of my religion. My sister used to drop me and my nephews off every Friday night. To learn more about the Bible teachings and have fun playing video games and eating for the youth participation keeping us out of trouble. My nephew Marquail had a crush on a girl who went to his middle school in our church. I had a crush on her sister she was older than me by a few years. I knew it was the wrong time and place to be having crushes especially in a church with religion. The summer of 2007 was the most memorable. I went to my first ever baseball game to see the 51s play the organization name changed later. My oldest sister was in a car accident with her boyfriend who she ended up marrying years prior. She only injured a part of her neck in June so we had to take my nephews in. We was swimming a lot and we was having fun at the park and library. My crush for Carla came back I couldn't get her off my mind because I seen her in the store and I didn't say anything to her. I couldn't yell hey because what if she wouldn't have answered, what if her boyfriend was standing outside the store. All these questions was popping up in my head, till this day that part bothers me I never seen her again to tell her how I really feel. My nephews told me I've blown an opportunity to tell her I had a crush on her. They told me if they was in my shoes they would have done things different. Meanwhile I signed up on a sheet to go to camp out of town with my church for a week. I had gotten a camera, photo book and a journal so I could write about my experiences. My cousin Erica moved in our neighborhood and she had a baby boy in the beginning of July. So we went to the hospital to give her gifts for the baby. It was in the middle of July when I started packing, I never been out of town especially to Big Bear Lake that was in California. My oldest sister got our sleeping bags ready I went with Marquail. On the day of the trip we had prayer and a breakfast at the church it was an hour late time before we actually left. We stopped off at Barstow then got back on the bus we kept driving and had a bag lunch until we made it to the cabin. The elevation was so high I couldn't run when I got off the bus I took a picture of squirrels and a beaver. We settled our bags near the bunks and we left out the cabin. That night no one could sleep it was very hot no one knew what the time it was. We stayed up and went outside with one of the deacons who went with us he told mostly everyone a story and we went back in and went to sleep. We woke up every morning at 6 a.m. to have Bible study, worship then we would eat breakfast. The next day after we arrived it rained I couldn't find none of the shirts that I packed. Marquail wanted to go back home he wasn't in a good mood I was 13 he was 12. I convinced him that it will be fun. 
We went horseback riding. We went swimming. Alpine slide with the go-kart ride we skidded ourselves by flipping over I still have my scar from that day. I was on the swings and playing horseshoes most of the time we was there. We both saw our crushes I encouraged Marquail to go talk to his crush he wouldn't budge he wasn't convinced and the timing was off for me so we gave up our crush feelings leaving everything alone since I didn't have the confidence either. Back home my mom and Kim was missing me and Javion was missing his brother. Time really flew by while we was at camp. When we came back home things would turn for the worst from violence and gang culture being at its top peak. Summer was over I went back to school. I was in the 8th grade and I couldn't wait to catch up with Carla to tell her how I felt before summer break in my mind I was thinking I let a whole summer go by and I didn't tell her anything. I was excited to see her but I never did. I felt bad seemed like all my old friends had switched schools. I only went to school a week before I would change schools. I didn't see Daniel, Jorge, Brian, Keanu, Robert and Marshall. Anthony was the only person who I bumped into going to different classes. By this time my sister Kim wanted to move in with my oldest sister and my nephews because she thought it would be a good idea that me and Marquail would do good at the same middle school and possibly reunite as a family in the same household. She was the only person paying the rent and buying me school supplies. My mom was retired from doing maid work at the hotel casinos a decade before. My mom didn't have any income because my sister was making too much on her raises so the amount of income couldn't be reported. We moved from out of the complex to my oldest sister apartment things didn't go as planned. I had to start over in a new school again and get adjusted to living in a new community that wasn't poverty. I went to a middle school named Jerome D. Mac I never heard of the school name before. I always wanted to go to the same middle school with my nephew we both suggested the idea they always said to us it would be a bad idea. His school didn't have a program that could help me with my special ed class needs. I struggled with reading, writing and math. I had to get adjusted to not wearing a uniform for two years straight because of the dress code at my last school. Me and Marquail got into a couple altercations when we moved in to be a family again. Our fights wasn't that serious it was causing over silly and petty things I'm older now and I can admit that. Our family wasn't perfect with bonding and closeness but we try to come to a conclusion about the internal issues. Sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't nothing was allowed to leave outside for gossip. I made new friends quickly at the new school and I felt comfortable. The neighborhood my sister lived in I was familiar with my surroundings from the times I spent the night and we walked to the surrounding stores. We played basketball in the middle of the neighborhood, it would get real competitive I wasn't good at basketball I would watch others play for the excitement. I tried out for the school basketball team and most of the students lived in the surrounding areas of the school. I would recognize them and give them a dap. Once again we was on the move all of us moved in with my sister husband parents house the in-laws. They was nice and lovable people we almost went to the homeless shelter because a plan that my brother-in-law had backfired on him. I've always known of homeless people on the street I never had that idea to actually become homeless. My mom always reminded me growing up as long we was in public housing we was always a step closer to being homeless that would get hammered in my head a lot. 
My sister lived with the in-laws before in the same neighborhood so that made it easier for us to move into their home. I had to hang out with Marquail friends so I wouldn't feel like an outcast. We played football every day with his friends Patrick, Drew, his stepbrother Xavier Eli and others. Elijah who we all called Eli had an older sister my age named Sierra. I would be nice to her she wouldn't give me the time of day guess she thought I was weird or trying to act cool. I talked to her a few times when I arrived in the neighborhood. Due to lack of experience I never recognized that I could be my own problem oftentimes trying to be someone I wasn't was my biggest downfall. I borrowed Eli bikes all the time until I got my own. We all used to ride his bikes to the end of the block and around the corner to see the city wash, he was friendly like that we all was close in age. Everyone knew how I had a crush on Sierra they laughed at me each time I got rejected and ignored when I tried giving her things. I never knew anything about heartbreak because I wasn't taught I heard people say I'll grow up and find out the meaning. In the words of the legendary singer Janis Joplin, break another little bit of my heart now, instead I didn't feel anything I didn't know what a true heartbreak was. I witnessed my sister Kim struggle with relationships I thought it was normal. Back in my mom time when she was growing up showing feelings and emotions was always considered as a weakness, along with mental health everyone kept their feelings to themselves. It was passed down through generations. It was embarrassing to know someone got dumped because they showed too many expressions and kindness. At this point I felt a empty feeling when she didn't appreciate the things I gave her I was trying to win her over and she knew that so I had to move on. It was a nagging feeling I felt to remind me that she didn't feel the same way I felt. I felt like I was the third wheel hanging out with Marquail friends I wasn't used to going outside playing, hanging out and playing football in the street because in my old neighborhood everyone stayed inside because of the shootings and crime rate. Kim met a new boyfriend his name was Tyrone we all met him. He was from the old neighborhood that we moved away from. She would stay out late nights with him and barely came back to the house we was living with the in-laws to see if me and my mom needed anything sometimes. It was me and my mom during a lot of crucial moments we made the best of it. He would be my brother-in-law in 2009 after they got married two years later my mom and I wasn't invited to the wedding I'll explain about that later. I saw what the change was doing to my mom in that house. She felt lonely living with someone else in their house she started drinking more than she should to hide the stress and pain she was depressed. She would eventually become clean 10 years later in the future the year of 2017. My older sisters didn't understand what was going on with her so they started to argue a lot. The vibe wasn't right in the house, I seen it all I heard every word. I've always had faith that something good was going to happen I didn't know when and how it was going to happen but when we got that specific phone call saying that we was approved to move in our new apartment I didn't know what was up ahead I just hoped we would get a second chance. Chapter 5. Second Chance. In the lyrics of my favorite rock group Shinedown, sometimes goodbye is a second chance. It was January of 2008 when my mom, Kim and I would move out the in-laws home. We came back to get a few things from the home after that we would settle in our new apartment complex. We moved the beds and our boxes in the rain by this time it had rained for three days in a row. 
It was a new public housing complex on the east side of Las Vegas. It appeared to be really quiet not like the last property we lived on. There were logs outside by the ramp rails many tall trees and the view was wide open the complex had a washing drying facility. In my old home we had a washer hook up downstairs but no dryer, we had to wheel our clothes hamper to the laundry building down the street. My heart always speeded up every time we walked past different apartments walking down there. So many gang members would drive fast then slow down with a creep like something bad was going to happen when looked at us. I continued going to Mac Middle School as I mentioned earlier. I would change schools that March two months later after my oldest sister, grew tired of picking me up for school and dropping me off at home when my other sister Kim would do overtime. I went back to the in-law's house for a few more visits I seen Sierra for what I thought would be the last times. She would have a boyfriend by the name of Mark. I thought she could do way better but hey who was I to judge right? There was an older man named Gabe Green he was 87 years of age everyone in the complex knew of him because he would collect cans and trade those cans in for money. He talked to me and my mom a lot because we were newcomers. He was like a neighborhood watch in a way he absolute knew everything and everyone. I would speak to him every time I did chores outside. I looked around and noticed that there were different ethnicities. There were whites, Hispanics, Hawaiians with other blacks the community was diverse. I went to a new middle school named Roy Martin. I remember when Kim went there when she was a teenager she was bullied and picked on. I was wondering would that happen to me as well obviously I knew how to defend myself. I just didn't like fighting I was raised to turn the other cheek that's what it says in the Bible I had to honor the word of the Bible and honor the wishes in the household. I never thought I would end up at that school either it was diverse as well. On the first day I walked with other kids who lived near where I live we was middle schoolers. On the way there I bumped into someone a familiar face named DeMarco he went to the same elementary school I did my earlier years and lived 10 houses down from my house. I stood out like a sore thumb my first day I did although meet three friends named Daniel, James and Marcus. I hung out with them at lunch walking the halls this would be a normal routine then I started meeting other friends. The second day of school I bumped into another familiar face from my old elementary school her name was Amani. I remember her being so nice to me she barely recognized me cause I wasn't a short overweight kid anymore, I never saw her again after that. I seen other faces who I've known from Mac and West one of them I engaged with was a kid named Gabriel he had a brother named Anthony they always had the new fresh Nikes and Jordans on, ever since I've known them from West. It was a uniform school I didn't know how they always had fresh shoes on I just knew something was happening in a sequence. I became a honor student in April of my 8th grade year. I'm still confused how that happened it was for a good reason I'm supposing at least I was able to leave class early and go to lunch early. It reminded me to keep my eyes on my grades then I would get anything I want no hard work no reward. I was being rewarded for my labor. My nephew Javion was turning 9 we was invited over for his birthday party. I seen Sierra again with a new boyfriend again this time his name was Miguel. His family lived across the street when I lived with the in-laws we never seen him come out and play football with us. He would be another guy who came into the fold someone who was unexpected in the equation. 
I saw her move closer to him and hug him trying to make me jealous. I had a fresh haircut I was looking handsome I could have had her best friend if I wanted, her friend was ugly I didn't go near her. I moved on for good I never looked back. That next week I saw Miguel he dapped me up after his early bird class. I normally didn't see him that was my first time seeing him after my nephew birthday party he was a cool guy the first judged a book by its cover I accepted that. We would go on to become close friends. I never had a run in with the police as they would harass almost anyone who would walk out on the street it was a targeted area. One day I got stopped by a cop who was making a left turn. IJ walked in the middle of the street in front of him he stopped me and asked where do I live and at the time it was right in front of my complex. I said I just moved over here and I didn't see a crosswalk I thought it was a crosswalk where I was standing. He bought my excuse I ran home quickly as I could I'm grateful that I didn't get a ticket. Fast forward to Kim moving out she and Tyrone wanted to move in together. My mom and I didn't trust him my sister always kept him away from the house she would eventually move out the day after the summer break before I went to high school that year I was 14 years old. She moved into her first apartment I helped her moved everything he didn't help her do anything. He wanted to stay at home to do everything while she worked hard trying to balance the rent. Later on I would get the blame for calling him out on it. My oldest sister and my nephews moved in with us for two months after my other sister Kim moved out. She was able to get her new place after moved out our house. My oldest sister and my mom never really got along often. They could never agree on what each other were saying my sister was stubborn and my mom was too nice to her in a way there were more differences than similarities. It was bad getting along I had another fight with my nephew again. We would make up but kept our distance in the house time passed by then they moved out. That same summer my dad would make an attempt to reach out to me again saying that he'd been trying to get in contact and that he missed us. I told my mom to hang up the phone I didn't want to hear no more lies. He had a girlfriend while we was living with other people and he never reached out to us none time why are we so important? He can drop from the face of the earth, that's what I told her. She didn't understand why I disliked my dad so much while I was growing up she reminded me how much I looked like him his same identical resemblance I would change the subject. I didn't want to mend the missing relationship I wanted to let it rot. Chapter 6. High School and Discovering Music. I went to a high school named Rancho the most diverse school I went to so far. I recognized so many other students from the first three middle schools I went to everyone had grew up. This would be the school that I would discover multiple talents several disappointments several heartbreaks and it would test my toughness, my courage and my confidence. I performed here when I was kid with the dance team. The school was remolded the old section was closed down. I discovered sports that I thought I would end up playing. When reality kicked in I didn't receive an opportunity the harder I tried the more chances it was that I would get rejected. I tried for football I wasn't big enough I tried track I wasn't fast enough when I was out running everyone. I tried wrestling I wasn't strong enough everything was not good enough. Basketball was the last thing I haven't tried out for I knew I wasn't skilled enough I didn't need to be rejected to know that. I was getting better inside the gym during P.E. 
It was a lost passion but at least I kept it in the back of my mind for the time being. During my high school years my freshman year I met a kid named Carlos he would later go by promo. He was always talking about how he was going to rap after school he was on the football team. I overheard him I said yo where you record at. He said he just started off writing but soon he gonna go to a real studio after he get better. The thought of music never entered my mind I always been a fan of music it's just the thought of me being a rapper never been appealing. All I know was my dad always wanted me to play football that's what my mom told me. Anything else besides not being an athlete was out the question. I always had a passion for drawing an art I could draw anything and make it still art. I used to borrow Carlos' iPod so I could listen in class throughout the day and I would give it back. We used to write our rap lyrics on paper we wasn't good at it so we just did it for fun some students would want us to rap the lyrics out loud. I was a good beatboxer I could do any beat he would rap. He went by the name Ice Cream before promo I didn't have a name I just said I will go by Kid DC. I soon would meet someone else by the name Chris Hall he knew Marcus who I knew from the Roy Martin school. At the time I had no idea this Chris guy lived at the shelter before his mom got a house for him and his sister Casey. I always seen him when I went to wipe my shoes off in the bathroom he said oh you do the same thing I laughed and said yeah I do I walk through so much dirt just to get here always leave my shoes dirty. We had so many things in common we watched wrestling we both had the same taste in music. I had a nerd personality and persona so he nicknamed me Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air I asked him why he keep calling me that. He said you act like a nerd sometimes time he was tall and so dark I called him a burnt tarantula, we became best friends. Eventually I met someone named Michael his support was incredible. When I told him I wanted to rap he said if I ever rapped he would support me to the fullest. In my mind I just needed a start and convincing so I started practicing more and I got better at writing my lyrics. We used to walk home and to school I was excited to tell him about my future plans. When I was in 10th grade in 2009 I was in a band class 1 learned how to play an acoustic guitar in a mariachi classroom we was playing notes in front of mariachi singers I wasn't good at it before I had step outside of my comfort zone to test my creativity. I was determined to play the guitar. I brought a guitar home on my back from school so I could learn. I ended up getting suspended because of a fight in the classroom I was involved in. I missed the biggest concert cause I couldn't keep my cool with my temper under control. By this time Chris moved away and changed schools, Carlos changed schools I was by myself. The following year 2010 I was in 11th grade 1 injured my nose at the beginning of the school year from playing tackle football in P.E. I was grabbing my opponent to bring him down to the ground he elbowed me in the nose and fractured it. I left school early and went to the hospital I then joined an intermediate band. We performed for the theater and other schools. I didn't get along with some of the band members, only because there was pressure with me learning the mallets known as xylophones it was the hardest test. There was a girl named Isis Estep I put myself in the same situation I was in with Sierra. I had science class with Isis and band she had an older sister who was a band experienced person she would sometimes stop by and show us a thing about playing the snare drums. 
I never had a chance to play snare drums even though I had drum experience background. I played the cymbal and bass drum. A freshman named Nick, and a 10th grader named Rodrigo they both was on the snare drums. Isis would teach them but she didn't want to teach me the mallets. Things was awkward between us that ruined a good thing since my ego wasn't checked. I let my ego and my personal feelings get in the way of me learning new music notes. 2011 when we did live shows in the school theater the energy would be tense the only time she would say anything to me was when she didn't want me to go off tune and offbeat when the instructor Mr. West would symbol me to do the keynote. She always rejected my ideas for the group she didn't treat me like I mattered to the group all because once again I had a crush on her and she knew it. It was her playing field so she switched up the rules to isolate me. I was inspired when a guy named Eric in my math class would sing and rap out loud in the middle of the class. He had great talent I just wished he did more with it. He reminded me of Drake he told everyone he was going to the recording studio. I hoped that I could collab with him in the near future to it never happened either. His friend Brian was a good rapper too at lunch they would rap in a circle and freestyle rap. I knew I wasn't a good freestyle it wasn't my style I was still a beatboxer hoping that I would get that chance to rap. Once I heard them rapping and singing that's when it finally clicked it ignited that creative flame. Oscar who went by Loki he would be one of those guys in the rap circle at lunch, he wasn't always a rapper he played soccer and he had a nerd personality like I did when I bought a CD from him I supported him. When I decided I wanted to join the circle I had a paper in my hand I didn't memorize my rap lines when I showed up with a paper I got laughed at they told me to leave. I made a promise to myself that one day I will be the last one rapping with a lot of projects I didn't go back to their rap circle. It was based off of popularity I felt humiliated. Chapter 7. Graduation. Senior year of my last high school year I would take music more seriously. In my government class one wrapped the book subjects just to see if I can find rhythm with the words I was saying. It caught the ears of someone named Ian. We used to walk the hallways during lunch and rap on the stairs so the teachers couldn't hear us. Later we was joined by Ulysses and Aaron they would watch us rap we was reading off papers. Ian was in R. O. T. C. I asked him why he wanted to rap he had a military background. He said he wanted to try to see if he was good at it, I wrote both of our lyrics. It was my first time writing for someone who didn't have rap experience he had a rap flow like used to be rapper Yellow Wolf. Some wanted to make a group with us so they could look good they was never consistent enough they had lazy work ethic they wanted to be seen. Ian House was down the street away we did a freestyle video on public service announcement instrumental by rapper Jay-Z. I started rapping on slower beats so I could story tell. Murs was always a standout rapper to me since he had a poetic style about his life and the relationships he was in that went wrong I could relate to that the most. Ninth Wonder was always the best producer for any sample soul flip Murs rapped on his beats a lot. I really enjoyed Mac Miller vocal effects his singing style vocal effect was always cool to me. I was listening to a lot of underground music that's when I learned how write long lyrics no breaks soon I had to learn how to structure songs later. I graduated in 2012 the road map came with more detours than I can imagine. 
I was going to drop out since I couldn't pass the proficiencies tests on time. My credits were not enough I had to play catch up to get my grades back to where I needed them to be. I had two months to complete math with health so I could get full credits. I was in orchestra to make up a full credit. My sister Kim just had her firstborn my last nephew in 2011. The responsibility of the newborn was on an all-time high at home. There was a lot of chaos going on with my neighbor who was mentally ill and racist. My neighbor was reporting on us to get us kicked out our home he would disturb our sleep by waking up slamming windows after midnight for no reason. He would say racist things to my mom outside the window when I was at school cause he was a coward. She kept her composure since she grew up around racism and my family has a unique history with it. The landlord wanted to kick us out because she believed the lies that was being spread around. My mom was a God-fearing woman she always said God will handle the ugly nature. Most times I didn't listen I had a temper like a fuse I would explode like a firecracker during a fight. She told me if I didn't cool my temper down I would end up being somewhere I didn't want to be. I had to learn to think with my mind first before I would be quick to react. Pressure was boiling over it was a few weeks away from the end of the school year. We didn't have enough money to pay the bills we borrowed loans it still didn't balance because we had to pay the loans off we were in debt. I didn't have enough money to pay for my cap and gown I was on a payment arrangement. When there was a will there was a way I was determined to walk with my classmates. Since I was in special ed all my four years of high school my mom signed a paper for me to get an adjustment diploma from my counselor. All I had to do was try on my proficiencies it didn't matter if I passed or not. On the last day of school we practiced rehearsals to walk the stage at the end caps and gowns were given out mine got mixed up. So I ended up borrowing someone else's it was the same size as the original I ordered. Luckily I had gained all my credits to graduate and to walk across the stage to get my diploma I held my diploma up and yelled I did it through all the tough challenges I did it. That summer of 2012 I would listen to beats to see if I can do good on my own it wasn't easy I tried my best. I had a laptop but no mic I was on a website called SoundCloud. I figured out a way to record with the speakers next to the laptop the quality was bad. I was thinking it had to be a better way. During this time I got connected with Carlos and Chris again. Carlos wasn't rapping I convinced him to keep writing and get to the studio fast he kept saying he was uninspired I really wanted to rap with him. I was thinking since we had history and he's part of the reason why I ever thought about rapping. He did a few music videos when he eventually became inspired a month later with someone else he started a group with. I said bro when did you get inspired? When did you start a group he said it just happened effortless. Something weird just happened and I didn't catch it I was thinking did he start a group secretly? Or he didn't want to join me? We always talked about becoming a group since freshman year it never happened. I didn't hold any hard feelings against him I just focused on my own solo career. I had ideas to become a barber as well the school wanted $11,000. I was earning money from cutting some of the church members' hair. I did good a good job on my hair they wanted to know how did I get the skills. I had a scholarship for drawing that would have been in handy to fall back on. 
My financial aid wasn't completed the company wasn't going to fund the scholarship since I was in special ed and had a FAFSA assistance those goals shattered. I was unsure about where the wood music go I didn't have a mic and I didn't have any music on YouTube. I recorded a track to Good Evening Instrumental by Mac Miller, Big Dreams by the Game and Wouldn't Get Far by the Game. Once again the quality wasn't there the recordings were awful. I was studying some of the underground rap artists so I could write like how they did. I wrote a song called Dreams it would be my best effort, good luck was on my side that day. The quality was clear and I wrote my best lyrics it was to a instrumental two words by Kanye West. I was also telling my friend Karen that I really wanted to rap I met her in 2011 on Facebook. Social media wasn't huge then there was still MySpace, Twitter now Facebook. She believed that I could rap she had faith in me that I could go really far I shared the horrible quality tracks to her I knew it was awful I just needed her feedback. She liked it but in my mind I knew I had to do better it was a challenge to impress her I wanted to impress her. If she was going to be rooting for me I wanted to do my exact best. Our friendship would strengthen a lot it was her senior year in high school after I graduated. I was trying to figure out how could I get better at music I didn't go to college. At the same time I kept motivating her to keep pushing do her best don't quit she was struggling with proficiencies like I did. I could talk to her about anything and she knew it before this time it was a bond no one could break. I admitted a few times that I liked her it wasn't the right time her mind wasn't in that space and I guess I wanted a relationship because she was rooting me on. My mom always thought we would be a nice together beyond a friendship. At times our friendship was feeling like I was walking on clouds and air I still will support her regardless of the decisions she make. Chris was going to college then later on he began entering the service joining National Guard with basic training. Our friendship would end up dissolving in 2017 because of lies and mistrust. I had ideas of joining him in National Guard to get away from the confusion in my neighborhood my mom got sick her health was declining I had to watch after her I put my music on hold so I could help her, I ended up selling my laptop to help pay for her medication. Chapter 8 Redemption. After my aunt and my father passed away in 2013 that's when I knew the world wasn't too kind to me. All my friends disappeared and I went ice cold working on a demo track. When I submitted my demo there was producers from Canada, Ohio and North Carolina vibing with what I was saying there was no turning back. I was sampling all these songs to see if I could produce some beats were successful some weren't. I would often call Karen so she could hear my beats over the phone. I spent a year trying to figure this out. Back in 2014 I had multiple health issues with my back and knees developing tendonitis at 20 years old it depressed me. That same year I got in touch with a producer from Ohio his name was M. Stax. I remember like it was yesterday I sent him my only song which was my demo I was milking my demo dry at this point. He enjoyed it he told me to call him. When I called him he got aggressive he asked me what did I call for I said you told me to call you about my demo to discuss further details. He goes oh yeah you're the kid from Vegas. I read it from the bio you sent. I said yes I am he asked me did I know Dizzy Wright. I said I'm aware of him I'm not familiar with his music. He says nice doing business with you have a nice career he then hangs up in my face. 
That triggered me so much I was mad about it for the rest of the year it was my only motivation. Bad health and rejection wasn't enough to stop my music grind I still continued to work through the pain and gave it my all. I didn't have a group who once wanted to be a part something special. I put down the pad for a while and went back to work. I had got a nursing job and trying to write music while working I met Kentrell Williams back then he went by DJ Skittles he would change his name to K. Wills. I didn't have a computer so I was eager to record new music just the thought of me writing a full track made me super excited. I knew he did gospel music so I asked him did he want to do a collab on a song called Tears of Joy he said he didn't mind. We worked on two songs Tears of Joy and Motivated by the Hate with another local artist Ego James. The songs did well on SoundCloud I sent my tracks to him my email he mixed and mastered my tracks until I got my own laptop to work on my own music I worked on my first mixtape DC Universe I had multiple songs written on my phone and recorded I lost all my songs and written songs on the phone. I was disappointed I had to start from scratch my best friend Chris at the time joined me for one of the songs. In January of 2015 Javion my nephew told me a close friend of ours Miguel passed away from a tragic car accident. In that moment it made me realize life was short. I didn't get a chance to say I was sorry to him about our falling out in 2013 about a disagreement. I would go on a year run with my mixtapes by the end of the year on SoundCloud in 2015 I released 7 projects. In the meantime I saw my other best friend Daniel Frederick for the first time at the store time since West Middle School years. We exchanged numbers I told him I was doing music and that I was getting better. I sent him a song link in a text. He didn't reply back so the next time I saw him he didn't say anything to me when I spoke to him walking down the street. He passed through me like a cold wind he kept looking straight when I asked him what was wrong that was the fastest switch up like our memories didn't mean a thing. I didn't say anything else to him the friendship was over. I met Tommy from New York eventually moving to Orlando, Florida. Who went by June Yu in the same year. We would go on to do several collabs on songs and we started a group called Officially No Labels we continued to do our solo work and would reunite in the future. I found out on Facebook Michael my best supporter passed away from complications during my best mixtape eras in 2016. He supported me to the end I kept his memory alive in a mixtape I did that year, I went on to release 7 more projects equaling to 14 projects in 2 years. Chapter 9. Overcoming Ego. In 2017 I would meet another rapper by the name of Jamaine from Brooklyn, New York his real name was Jamaine Cameron. He enjoyed some of my mixtape project songs we would go on to collab on two tracks of mine. He had a group called Wordsmith which consisted his nephew his brother and cousin he said I was talented and he wanted me to join him in a group on Instagram I said okay. After a while he was a tough person to impress with talent he was way older than me so he thought he could treat me like I was beneath him. He had an ego and a mentality that wouldn't mesh well with mine. We ended up having a big fallout about how I wanted him and his brother to collab with me. He made a big deal out of nothing his ego was out of control he wasn't thinking. I was working on my debut album Paradise Without Rain. It was about how many sad moments and challenges I had to endure to make to where I was at the time. 
I told him to ask his brother about joining me on the same track. He goes, I don't talk to my brother every day, I don't have time for small talk. I said, I'm just asking you to contact your brother please. Then goes to disrespect me calling me names acting out of his element. The tension was always building up. I was checking in with him about my album that he said he would join. We are still on bad terms I haven't said a word to him since that day back in 2018. I keep that fire lit under me to always do better. I discovered song distribution in 2018 that's all I really wanted. I didn't know anything about owning my masters I wanted to be signed at 24 years old I wasn't prepared to what was up ahead. That same year I met Andre from the Bronx, New York he goes by A. La. I was scrolling on Instagram one day I saw several of his freestyle videos in my search bar I gave him a follow. I reached out to him and told him I heard his songs on SoundCloud. We got to know each other we exchanged stories about our past and our ex-relationship pasts I could relate to him on a deep level. He was really inspired from Tupac his poetic style was like no other from what I heard. That year we worked on good collab songs together we worked on a group collab EP one day it all went wrong. We had so many haters that was trying to drive a wedge in our creativity. I always do my best on each song I do, unfortunately we split up in 2019. Due to my ego we had other people telling us negative things in our ear about each other about our songs. We would join forces to do new music together again in 2020 and current. Me and Tommy reunited in 2022 after being separated as a duo for almost two years from 2020 until 2022. We had a misunderstanding it was mostly on my end I was having mental fatigue I was burnt out, my emotions were going all over the place. We settled our differences and matured the issue we had. I felt like giving up on rapping music as a whole in 2019 and 2020. My brother-in-law Tyrone said my music wasn't good and that I wouldn't make it to the industry because me and my sister Kim were arguing she was being nosy I didn't like that the whole situation blew up to make bad things worse. I was lashing out at other people. I was dealing with disagreements with my sister Kim and my brother-in-law Tyrone. I was blaming everyone for my mental fatigue. I joined a label named Nexstar later in 2021 they had a partnership with The Orchard who is owned by Sony. I was in plenty rap beefs because I wasn't backing down from competition. My fans were divided when I started making aggressive violent music something that I never liked to do. Chapter 10. Reflection in the Mirror. Sometimes being a musician comes with a lot of sacrifice. Most of the time it can be overwhelming because of the time effort and skill it takes to be the best. I on the other hand often wonder was I always meant to be a musician? I used to have so many doubts, anxiety and challenges that popped up in my life early rather it be from the past or present. I overcame so many obstacles, insecurities, sleepless nights, frustration and multiple battles with emotion and mental fatigues. To have a following overseas, to have multiple songs be on the top 10 and number 1 on the United Kingdom record chart independently. Music being in four public libraries, get thousands of streams in other countries if I have to say so myself wouldn't trade it all for anything. I've found so many ways to discipline myself and keep myself grounded. I poured all my blood, 
sweat and tears into the music I create. Most of the time my music wasn't always accepted, so many times my music was rejected because it wasn't a distinct sound. Struggling with losing my money along with ups and downs with music distribution companies, collaborators, DJs lastly shady promoters. I've been tricked by certain business advertisements including A&Rs who pretend they were reaching for talent. When in all reality they were searching for a patsy who they could buy off to manipulate. I've feuded with other artists and the YouTube community members because they didn't like my music I took it offensive. I feuded with my so-called friends, siblings and family members being exposed cause I was blindsided by critics who I had the most respect for disrespect me over creative differences. Dealing with an ego and letting my competition turn into beef that's when I started losing the feeling of why I really started. I let the negative emotions override in my mind like memory card. I had issues with producers telling their fans not to listen to my songs saying I was being too poetic, I was, too conscious, in my subject matters. I fought against so many politics of convincing myself I'm not supposed to be great, with a nice future that I've built for myself. I was compared to my father since he had a criminal past they thought I would be like him cause I had his temper. I have to prove that the sins of the father is wrong. Instead of wishing me the best in life, several developed resentment, jealousy, hate, anger and personal life guilt feelings towards me. I was the underdog, the overachiever, at most times the misunderstood. That one person most would like to turn their backs on after they reached a limit while I am being a creative threat. Growing up in Las Vegas in the United States many see this city as a lucky jackpot town because it is called Sin City, there is pretty much a lot of sin that goes on. I claimed that Sin City is my home in all reality do I really know what home is. Many tourists who visit here get distracted by the gambling, drinks, bright lights, clubs and casinos. Sometimes the bright lights can be misleading in the darkest hours. There are some parts of different community neighborhoods that are dangerous at night depending where anyone walk. There are a lot of homeless people with their kids who find a freeway to sleep under and a park to sleep in the shelter has no more room. My personal life has always drawn a wedge between what I feel, what I believe and what I know. Most people are inspired by hardships, crisis or failures in life. I am inspired by abandonment, entitlement and emotional pain through relationships that soured at the cost of betrayals. I enjoy to help others and support them then when they make it to where they want to be in life they show me with their actions that I was the one that they stepped in used to get to the top. There really isn't a top to make it to cause when karma strikes, it strikes hard and they come down faster than they went up. All these distasteful experiences put a sour taste in my mouth. At the start of the pandemic I almost lost my oldest sister she two strokes and a brain blockage she later needed heart surgery to close the hole in her heart. On top of that true colors got exposed. My pastor at the leading church passed away from causes that are still unknown. I disappointed my mentor on this dream chase of music he wanted me to become a preacher. I had a few exes who disappointed me the most some abandoning me at the most difficult moments of my life. Others would get married after confessing their love, saying maybe we could rekindle things. 
Just imagine carrying those burdens when you hope that things would work out and the outcome becomes a double-edged sword. The feeling is like someone who would step on my hand at the edge of a cliff after I was yelling for help. Chapter 11. I am me. In my late 20s I am 29 years old I've been in many situations and relationships that I wasn't ready for and wasn't mature enough to handle. I was turning into the person who I said I would never be. I turned cold I became heartless my ego wouldn't allow me to apologize. I harbored so many grudges that was killing the blessings that I haven't seen yet. Some almost made me completely give up hope in a true love. Before I give it up completely I want to experience a magical happy ending that I was dreamed about. Have children who I can raise better, teach them morals with self-respect, most importantly not abandon them like my father did. Some dreams can become nightmares it's to you to keep the hope and dream well alive break all barriers and generation chains. I got backstabbed by the ones I considered as best friends who lied on me after thinking we really had a close bond and we didn't. I dealt with so many calling me a hater after I helped them get noticed. I'm not supposed to be using my creative gifts for the good. Dot. I am supposed to be a failure. I am supposed to be an outcast. Someone who doesn't know what to do with their life someone who is controlled by a generation curse in their family. Last but least I am supposed to let the sins of my father dictate my goals with aspirations. I am me. I am DC702. I am Darian Cleveland, the author of my pain, the author of my success, the author of my testimony, the author of my odds, the author of my blessings, the author of my curses. To save the best for last I am the author of my gift. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Romans 12:18. I'ma grind until the day I win Every day, I'ma count until the day I win Every day, I'ma break until the day I win Every day, I'ma hustle till the day I win Every day I wake up and I thank God that I did this news Every day my haters gotta pray that I always lose So I keep God on my right shoulder my